Hello and welcome to another podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund on an aspect of the global financial, economic and monetary system. Today we're setting our sights on Ethiopia. The global economy has not been kind to this East African country and its population of 85 million people. Over the last couple of years, against the background of the economic downturn, it faced pressure on its exports, while remittances and foreign direct investments slumped. The fragile economic state has only been worsened by the commodity price shocks of 2007 and 2008, and the situation was such that by the end of last year, the government of Addis Ababa approached the IMF for a loan of around $240 million. Joining me to explain the details of this loan as well as the challenges facing Ethiopia is the IMF's resident representative for the country, Sukwinda Singh. So, Quinda, can I begin by asking you, how has Ethiopia been hit by this recent crisis? Ethiopia has been quite seriously affected, as, as have many developing countries. The main uh, channels for Ethiopia have been declining trade, some impact on remittances, and also some reduction or th- risks to aid flows. And the losses in, in those areas is uh, in the order of hundreds of hundreds of millions of, of, of dollars. What about compared to other low-income countries in Africa? How does it fare, how does it rate compared to them? Uh, the most seriously affected countries in Africa were the uh, oil exporting countries because they had experienced after a period of, of very high oil revenues because of oil prices. They have suffered the biggest decline in revenues, the biggest increase in their fiscal deficits. A uh, second group of countries, uh, let's call them the middle-income countries, such as South Africa, had uh, financial systems that were suffered contagion from uh, the withdrawal of credit lines and, and from uh, international uh, banks. And then there was a set of low-income countries, and I would include Ethiopia amongst them, that have suffered in terms of trade volumes and remittances, but not by as much as these first two categories. Okay, so the situation could have been worse, but it was certainly not good for Ethiopia. Why did it need this loan? Certainly not good indeed. Ethiopia needed this loan because despite a a very strong uh, economic growth in recent years, a very impressive growth uh, by any standards, the economy was perhaps beginning to overheat on one on one hand, and also it faced this fuel and uh, food price shock in 2008, followed closely by this uh, major slowdown in the international financial crisis. So when Ethiopia came to the IMF to discuss possible assistance from the IMF, its uh, international reserves position was very, very uh, low, less than one month of uh, foreign exchange reserves. And it also faced the a problem of high inflation. Inflation was running at around 65%, uh, partly due to these exogenous shocks, but also uh, partly due to big growth in, uh, in money supply and, and, and domestic borrowing. So when we say exogenous shocks, we actually mean external shocks, shocks that come from the outside. Exactly. The rise in uh, fuel prices uh, le- leading up into 2008, a big increase in world food prices, and then following on from that, a, f- a global financial crisis that affected the demand for Ethiopians, Ethiopian exports, 
and uh, the amount of uh, air remittances and aid flows that were being sent to support activity in Ethiopia. So it's a loan of $240 million, approximately, we've said. How's this loan going to be used? Yes, it's uh, $240 million, um, but on top of that, the IMF has also provided another $180 million to Ethiopia. So the total from the IMF is going to be more than $400 million, a very significant boost to Ethiopia's uh, foreign exchange reserves, and a big chunk of that's already been provided. These reserves, these uh, uh, resources will be used to, to help Ethiopia build up its reserves and to help it make uh, some of the economic changes it needs to stabilize the, the foreign exchange situation, to, to bring down inflation. So it's, it's to cushion some of the economic reforms that are required. And it's also it's very simply there to help it import vital uh, goods and services that are required for the functioning of the Ethiopian economy. Okay, so you've indicated a few uses for the money. It's going to be used to push down inflation. It's going to be used to pay for foreign goods and services which are needed by the population. So for the ordinary Ethiopian on the street, how can we say that this loan is going to help them? It will help them in, in many ways. First of all, if it supports, as it uh, has been, the implementation of, of good policies. And here I should say that for the last year and a half, while the IMF has been providing support to Ethiopia in, in implementing its, uh, in its economic reform program, the government has done a tremendous job in implementing a sound monetary and fiscal policies that have helped bring down inflation tremendously. So the commitments of the government that were the counterpart to the loan are being uh, implemented very, very well. How will it affect ordinary Ethiopians? Well, inflation at 65% doubled the prices of, of many items that ordinary Ethiopians consume every day. Now, inflation is down to negative rates now a year later, and these are the consequences of the policies that were implemented that were supported by this loan. And this is, going, this is a huge benefit, especially to the poor, who are the most uh, vulnerable to high inflation. That's one way. Uh, having foreign exchange reserves is a, is a critical for uh, allowing essential imports to reduce uh, some of the delays uh, that uh, were taking place in the foreign exchange market, to allow vital medicines, educational equipment, uh, machinery for all the infrastructure development that's taking place. And it would, it's vital to cushion and protect the economy for any, any shocks that you know, are a part and parcel of being part of the world economy. So you've outlined some of the macroeconomic challenges that are facing Ethiopia as a country. And you also indicated earlier in our conversation that it had been performing rather well as an economy, but that it had confronted these exogenous external shocks in recent years. Give us an overview of the performance of the Ethiopian economy in recent years. The Ethiopian perform economy has been performing very well by any standards in recent years. Growth has been uh, in a very high uh, rate uh, by, by uh, developing country standards in double digits according to official statistics and that's something very impressive. 
Uh, there's been a huge development in infrastructure, some very important public investments taking place, and in agriculture there has been some improvements in production as well. At the same time, however, this has raised some, some macroeconomic imbalances. We have seen uh, some decline in foreign exchange reserves in recent years to levels that, are, that, that have been of, of concern. And inflation, of course, last year was, uh, was extremely high. Um, and, and partly, of course, that was due to exogenous developments, but partly it was also due to a rather fast uh, growth in public borrowing. And this was a concern uh, recognized by the Ethiopian government. They saw that the money supply and public borrowing was growing too fast, and they've started to address that in, in very clear terms. So the economy is doing well. Exports have been growing well. But the question is, how can this growth be sustained now? This growth has been driven uh, significantly by, by the public sector, which clearly the, the state has a, a very important role to play in a country like Ethiopia. But at the same time, a lot of questions uh, need to be discussed on how the private sector can, can expand uh, and create uh, the supply-side response needed to sustain this growth to create the demand for some of these investments that have been made and to ensure that this growth is sustained for a significant period. Given these macroeconomic conditions, what's the outlook? What do you see as the outlook for the future for this country? Even up to the global crisis and, and more recently, the economy, economic growth is, is still uh, very healthy. Uh, Seven, eight percent of growth uh, is a very impressive performance in the face of global conditions. The outlook for the economy is, I think, on the one hand, it's encouraging that the global recession seems to have reached its nadir and is, 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 uh, the global economy seems to be pulling out of recession. Um, but that, of course, is a very fragile recovery and there are lots of risks to that. But the outlook for Ethiopia, I think, is, is positive. Uh, there have these been important public investments. The, it will depend, I think, significantly now on Ethiopia's own efforts. It can't rely on the global growth that took place in the first part of, or in the last decade, I should say, to, to help, help it up. So uh, the outlook is, is encouraging, but it requires a set of reforms in structural policies in some areas of liberalization that will elicit the response from the private sector because without that it's going to be a challenge to absorb all the labor and to create the employment and, and, and to meet the aspirations of, of so many Ethiopians, many of whom have benefited from the last decade, but the challenge now is how to keep that going. So when you say that Ethiopia has to rely on itself, you're talking about it needs to put the appropriate policies in place. Is that what you're indicating? Exactly. Of course, the, the global trading environment and, and, and global conditions are, are an important factor. But then there's also uh, a need to reduce the cost of doing business. There is also a need for to create the, the kind of incentives for the private sector to invest, both the domestic private sector and, 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 and international investors. So there's a big agenda in front of the Ethiopian government that they, I know, are, are looking at very carefully. And so it will very much depend on how uh, effectively this, this agenda is implemented. But I'm optimistic. I, I f feel that that the the outlook for Ethiopia is 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 positive.
Sukhwinda Singh, thank you very much for joining us. And if you'd like to know more about Ethiopia or any of the member nations of the International Monetary Fund, you can find more information on our website, www.imf.org.